welcome, welcome, welcome to my lovely IHP community and all of those of you who tune in regularly. I have a lovely topic and it's on how we can talk about things. And so while some people look at this is why people cheat and how to prevent it, or they look at other articles such as this one, how to stop feeling insecure in a relationship and gain confidence. Or, let's see, what about, where are you? The proof, the proof that he feels emotional intimacy when he's with you. Or, oh, how about this one? How to really do going no contact. This works. Get them back. Become magnetic. Okay, so all these lovely topics, they basically share with us a lot of interesting, insecure individuals. And I have a post on our YouTube channel as well. Now, as I state in the title, why do the whole we are cheating on each other versus not just go polyamory. I mean, it's that straightforward. Let's do ethical non-monogamy. Now, some of us, it's more than just that because we love many. And we love many because love is actually our human nature. So when you're a securely attached person and you know how to be yourself, you will automatically know a lot of things and one of those let me see where is my lovely sad guru with one of his quotes that i really really love not that one I have a bunch of them but i'm gonna look for it hold on one second here it is love love is a process of inclusion once i include you as a part of me i will be to you just the way i am to myself now in order for you to be compassionate and to have compersion by the way you are going to first need to move into becoming a securely attached person so not everybody who's securely attached is actually polyamorous let me share that one but polyamory is for anyone who is going to prefer basically understanding we can talk about things when they happen so why you cheated is not really 2023 verbiage for secure attachment relationships for the grown-ups. Okay, so being a whole three-year-old heart means that you have self-worth and self-esteem. You don't have an inner critic or outer critic. Let me spell these ones out. You don't believe in the devil or demons. Anything that is in the realm of, oh, it's a sin and temptation is actually a person who has what is called the shame cycle, defectiveness. They have trauma attachment wounds. So they have compulsive self-soothing activities. They might be consistent cheaters or liars, whatever it is, they have an insecure ego and they don't know how to do direct communication, so they can't talk. They can't. Okay? So, on that note, compersion is very straightforward. Even when I was not yet a solo polyamorous human being because I didn't have the words, I was already that because of the way that I conduct my day-to-day -day and the fact that I can self-regulate. But I didn't have the wording because as a teenager, my life was grown in a mononormative plane. We still have mononormativity, but now our lovely updated educators and open-minded people are into being able to talk about everything and calmly. I'm still learning how to be calm about it because I don't have around me the people who are open to their own whole adult self when it comes to people having different belief systems, okay? And so I have still a huge bunch of mono 
normative human beings who only think of love as a monogamous thing versus we are love, our human nature is love, and loving oneself is actually deemed very easy for some of us and something that therapists help those who find it hard to get home to. So a healthy human being is one who easily knows I'm not superior and fear to you. In my heart of hearts, I am unconditionally loving who I am and you can call me flawed and imperfect and that's okay. We don't have to be the same. Actually, that's the point. We're not. We're what's called differentiated selves. So if you're happy, I'm happy for you because that's what secure attachment people who don't have trauma, and so they're a functional adult, and they can move into their enlightenment soul age group. If they do, they will know, because it's the minute that you enter it that you will have a feeling of, oh, wow, I'm in the enlightenment soul age group. That's so cool, because you'll know the verbiage, and you'll have the awareness of yourself in a way of being a piece of pure consciousness, okay? So no belief system, it's energy. Compersion, let me read this word for a minute. Because in the polyamory community, it means that you're happy to see your partner or partners with other partner or partners. And meaning you're happy that they're happy. So it doesn't make you jealous or envious or insecure in a way where you will say, you cheated on me or you're going to leave me or basically, you know, shame, blame, fault or get angry and reactive. Okay, long story short. Actually, no, not even close. This is where, even without the words, the part of how it goes down, let's say there's a lack of clarity of where we stand. It's going to be like, uh, okay, you know what? I'm getting tired of this shit. Where do we stand? Because I know something's up. And I've done this. I've done this in a very specific email. And I'll never forget, I got a response. And that was my first path towards my lovely polyamory status without having a word. But I was like, okay, cool. Now I got an answer. I'm cool with the answer. Thank you. Appreciate it. Okay, we're settled. Here's how we're going to keep moving forward. So by being able to dress very clearly, and I was, I was very, very clear. And, and in fact, I was responded, you're right, you're right. I, I didn't explain myself. And here, here, let me explain myself and let me share with you how I feel about this. What's more amazing for a person who's securely attached is the ability to have partners who know how to spell out to you because they're securely attached. So they talk and they're like, okay, here's the deal. And that's called, we participate, we attune, we resonate and we trust and we accept each other with our differences. And so we accept and then we support each other to continue living life. And that means to continue being happy. Okay, so I'm happy for you. Here's where I stand. Uh, here's where I apologize. And there's all those equations that adults can do when they're talking. Okay, so this is where I, in fact, I forgot about that one. But yeah, I had, I had a way that I approached it. <laughs> because of a couple of things and I was I was I was given a very beautiful response which people who are close-minded and in the ancient times and they don't know secure attachment within their own body and they don't know a three-year-old open-hearted loving human being meaning they don't know how to trust in relationships and humanity and, and all of it 
So they're possessive or they're jealous or they're envious. So they don't have compersion. They don't have visibility of what they're speaking. They will think of relationships of people who support each other freely, but in a different way than what is mononormative. So, you know, people have their stereotypes and all of that. Uh, they will think of something as being, um, what was the word? This person, like, that's not, that's not, uh, that, that's not normal or that's not safe. I forget what it was. That's not something, um, anyways, they, they had a way to say something that I said, well, yes and no, because I know the person. So I understand what was going on with the way that I, and I'm not sharing the, the details because it's not necessary for our episode, but I understood what the person commented, and then again I said yes, but not really because we have an established relationship. And so this person, for how I know of them, it is actually something that completely makes sense. And so, you know, I get it, and at the same time, every person is who they are. And when somebody chooses not to look into the depths of their own self, that's explainable. That's where the trauma experts come into the mix and the attachment experts. And they explain how some people, before they can get to their wholeness, there has to be the desire from themselves to have a relationship with their emotional body. But that might be very scary. So some people, they don't choose the emotional body relationship. And they actually choose to continue to do life the way that they've known life and in fact it's called the karma wheel <laughs> by the way we see 4d plane pretty much all over that one and the ones who live with the ancient silverbacks and the ancient texts so for me i get to know people and i get to understand if you know who they are then that's it and that's where grown-up is we're not going to go around telling people who they have to be because we think that we know better than they do no they know better than we do for themselves and what life they want Furthermore, usually when you meet a person who has the ability to fill the bill of their story, there's your story. They have, it's very straightforward because their three-year-old and all of their charge parts are led by their teenager. Now, if the teenager is friends with their charged parts and child parts, then at least they treat themselves right. But at the same time, there are going to be those, um, what is it, like the movies, you know, the, the people who sit with Ben and Jerry's all night long, the people who go out and do the hangover movie, you got stereotypes, okay? So when people don't move out of the stories, you got a person that's going to fit one of those standard stories. And that's kind of off the topic of what we're going to discuss, but it's us getting to know each other. So every person has a different way of living their life. And they will have a story. And usually you will know their story. So I know the story of my loved ones. And usually your oversoul is going to be with those who are part of your life. Okay, we don't lose people. Oh, I forgot to mention the 5D mystic in the Enlightenment Soul Age group. We gain people. The 4D mystics are the teenagers. They choose, oh, you didn't show up for me. Oh, you lied. Oh, you cheated. Oh, I'm going to, I don't trust you anymore. Now that you cheated, you're in the sin list or we're all in the sin list, whatever it is. They have a story for that one. 
So they're like, ah, oh, I'm dropping you like a hat. There you go. Oof, and there's a one balloon and two balloons, and they think they're going higher, but they're not really going higher. They're, they're just choosing to not actually work something out because they had a trust break, and that's where cheating is a small trauma. The big traumas are when you have <clears throat> what I'm going to say are abuse and neglect, and so I believe that's termed... Um, what is it? Shoot. It's termed something, but it's prior to the age of seven, a person will have developmental trauma. So developmental trauma and that first year of life, it's impactful <clears throat> for your attachment category, but also for other aspects, which are really important, but we're not going to talk about that one right now. We do for anybody who's new in other episodes, and I'm pseudoscience lady though, because I can fuck up the data and forget it, and I bring it all together, but the way that I try to bring it together is in a way, obviously, of supporting your personal development, your emotional regulation building skills, the ability to experience what is securely attached tango and then you hear a lot of fun stories from my own life and they all are in the essence of love although i know that some people distort the message but that's something that you can't you can't help anything when a person doesn't recognize that their human suffering is their choice and that they taint everything with it i know i taint my picture with love and i try to spell it out but you know people call me a liar they say that i don't know how to love is that what it is yeah I don't know how to love or I'm pretending to be happy or maybe it's that I'm emotionless or that I have a trauma so deep that you know who knows what's going on so whenever you basically present I'm a happy person to people they don't believe it so you know I guess what it is is uh <laughs> no I'm I'm exact I'm using an example which I, I really have been so used to but long story short I, I have fun when people look at me and they think I can't tell that they actually think I'm hiding. I just feel sorry for them because I'm like, wow, that's how little you believe in the power of your embodied brain. Mm. And that means that's how little you believe in yourself. Wow, what was your trust break? I'm not going to try pointing it out because I actually don't want to hear about your adaptive child story because I asked about your trust break and not your adaptive child who's going to make up some bullshit story to tell me in my face while I perceive the suffering that's within your body and I can't say anything about it because it's in your subconscious and you're not willing to look there. So again, we, we, lear we learn how to just kind of say, okay, let me see what I can do today. Okay, compersion. Uh, compersion is our wholehearted participation in the happiness of others. It is the sympathetic joy we feel for somebody else, even when their positive experience does not involve or benefit us directly. Thus, compersion can be thought of as the opposite of jealousy and possessiveness. Okay, so in polyamory relationships, I think I specified compersion means also that you can see a partner with other partners and vice versa. And that is something that <clears throat> when it has taken place, it's pretty much instinctive to be happy for somebody that is happy, is what I'm saying. And then for whatever emotions arise from the situation, here's where if you have a good relationship, and so that means that you are able to share your emotions with someone, and that's established in time. What does that mean? 
Okay, so if I and you are in a relationship, doesn't have to be a romantic one, okay? We're just in a relationship. We build intimacy. So we share our life, our stories, our stuff. The more that you allow me to feel comfortable in being vulnerable, the more that I'm going to be able to share with you, right? Okay, so this is where when people instead bring into the mix their own thoughts and feelings, that's the minute that you have a person who now is not in a differentiated self experience with you, but they're putting their own thoughts and feelings on your experience. And that equals non-differentiation. Okay, so in that case, what we have is a person who's not present and they didn't attune or resonate to you. They brought forth their story in a way of, in fact, comparing. And usually, I can say from experiences, when that, that takes place, what I do is I intervene and I correct what has just been spoken to me because I wasn't heard. Because see, even, what is it, Carl Rogers, I wonder if I have the book here, but there's a wonderful book, his name is Carl Rogers, and he made a big impact in the psychology community. It's on becoming a person. No, I gave it away. That's right. I have it on my Kindle. So the book is on becoming a person. And he actually shares a bunch of different, I think it's journal entries from the sciences journal for other students in psychology. And he explains what listening is. And when you hear the explanation, it's basically a person shutting their left brain up and shutting their right brain up, meaning don't bring up your implicit bias, your likes or dislikes, you don't bring in your opinion, you're listening to somebody else. So in your body and in your brain, you're in silent mode, you're breathing, that's it. When that happens, you know it's happening because there's no remark that a person is trying to bring to you. And if you heard any noises, it was the cat, he was scratching something, I paused, thinking I was pausing, but I realized it wasn't paused. Okay, on that note, as I was trying to explain, when a person is listening to you, they don't give you feedback about an experience that you're sharing with them. And that doesn't mean that they understood you. I've realized that in time, for example. And that's another aspect. So you don't always have people who understand, like when I come here to you all, if you're having your own feelings and perspectives about humanity, yes, you're listening to me, but you're listening to me with your own ideas, which is fair and square because we all do that. We all affect our own listening capabilities. But if I'm with a person, and what this means is it's one thing if you're listening to a podcast or you're reading a book, right? Because you're assimilating information. To me, it's natural for any person who's listening to information to allow themselves to contemplate the information, that's the whole point. It's supposed to add value to your life, not be a solo thing. I know that that can mean that you're going to misrepresent my stories, but my stories are shared to give you examples of how to move into being yourself, a securely attached person. So it's not because my stories need to stay in the representation of what I experience. Obviously, I would, I'm happy for that, but I understand if that doesn't happen, is what I'm trying to say, because I'm a person who's reasonable in the area of us all being able to try to hear someone, but not necessarily be able to hear them, because 
our opinions just are louder than the person who's sharing it. Okay, so I'm just going to leave that one there and move back to where I was getting with this. And that is where <clears throat> if a person is not listening to another person, you'll notice it because they, they speak back to you, your story, in a way that you will correct and say, no, you didn't hear me right. What Carl Rogers specifies, in fact, is to see if somebody was listening to you, you actually ask them to repeat back to you what you said, and if you are on the same page, you will figure that one out. It's actually instinctive. It's automatic. It's a feeling. So when I am understood in the way that I am feeling, so that's called your felt sense of self, it's because the feeling will match. It will be expansive. So it expands my heart. It expands me. And I want to share more with you. Okay, so if you're silent, I can't know what you are actually perceiving necessarily. So I won't be able to gather if you've heard me or not. However, here's that part of where when compersion is involved, right? As long as we are enjoying sharing together, then that's, that's great. Now, if on the other hand, my sharing emotionally, we were talking about emotions, creates a burden and or creates a misunderstanding and or creates a misalignment, we have a different equation, okay? So when there is a same equation, the alignment is we can share who we are that doesn't mean that you're always understood for who you are because somebody can be tainting you in their own picture. And that's not on any person to be able to change because when you address, mm, that's not who I am, that's not what I mean, you're trying to correct the perspective, but that doesn't mean that you have a person who's listening to you. Okay. And right now, I'm going to cut us off from that because I would be going into a whole different conversation. And all you want to be aware of for any of my regular listeners about that data point is it happens all the time. And when it does, you can just allow yourself to know recalibration is what usually intuitively will take place because it means that I'm not being welcomed as I am, and I will feel it, and I will know it. It's not about me creating a bad feeling, though. I don't be like, oh, how, how yucky, you can't understand me. I'm going to leave you now. I'm going to leave this relationship. Ah, no. So the three-year-old, the whole three-year-old heart, because we are securely attached within our own bodies, and so we know who we are, we're a differentiated self, the minute that a person doesn't understand our differentiated self, we're not whining about it, inside because we didn't need to be seen so that we could be soothed so that then we could be safe so that then we could be secure to be ourselves. no i'm presenting to you and sharing the joy the love or the name whatever of who i am and how i feel life and so the minute that i am not being welcomed as i am is the minute that i'm not going to share components that I can tell are not being one welcomed, but they're also being misunderstood. So there's two elements that come into the mix and we build secure connections, but we're not building securely 
felt a sense of self-connection, we'll put it that way, because obviously if you are not able to welcome the heart and essence of me, I can't share it with you because you don't get it. You're not letting me be myself. You're trying to put me in a box. And there's actually a way Daniel Siegel describes when this is happening, and it's called that a person's like enmeshing you, but it's not just that. Some people, they're not differentiated from their own society and family of origin, so they're, they're just going to taint everything you do with whatever their perspective is. The perfect example is that situation that I had with that orthodontist that I've told you about, where I was under the impression that they had understood I wanted a cleaning, and they instead were somehow under the impression that I was open to actually getting something different, a different service. And I realized as we were concluding, no, uh, you know, that they actually had an entirely different way of thinking about all of what we did in our first professional encounter where they went off and off and explained to me a whole bunch of stuff, which was enlightening to say the least. But I interacted with them with the first data point of I'm looking for somebody who cleans teeth, like cleaning. <laughs> and that's why when it came time to stand up for myself, I did not shame, I did not blame, I did not fall, I did not get angry. There was nothing to correct. I didn't need to correct that person. I was like, okay, this person had a completely, they didn't hear me. They welcomed me with the assumption or the desire, which it doesn't even matter. This is where we don't try to get in people's spaces. We just understand there's a misalignment here. I I came for one thing. You understood something different. Here, let me rectify. And I fixed it. I said, look, I asked you for this. If you want money for whatever this is, I'll give you money. I, I have no problem giving you money. But my communication was direct. I did not <laughs> waver or, 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 you know, like some people, uh, no, I didn't stutter. <laughs> I spelled out to you clearly what I wanted. And so I'm good with though, you, you, whatever. And this is a part that is very straightforward for people who have secure attachment to be able and say, I spoke up, I said what I said, I take ownership. I'm not going to insult you, assault you, or do any of that. I can, like a grown-up, just allow myself to be respectful. The most amazing thing of securely attached people is this. They're able to maintain because they didn't have what is a attachment, insecurity, and wound, and da-da-da-da. So the ability to maintain yourself is a choice in time, but there's also learning how to repair ruptures, and that's where some people, those with developmental trauma, so abuse and neglect households, and those with big trauma and or attachment styles, the non-secure ones, you understand that they don't have as straightforward as a time with that. So they need some support. It's great we have good therapists out there and people that are securely attached to will, as healthy self-worth people, be able to manage themselves like I did again with this orthodontist and say, I'll pay you, I'll do whatever, I'm not judging your character. And, and some would think that's being blinded. Those some are people who are still individuals who have not achieved their full functional adult, securely attached. And I'll just add enlightenment, so age group, just because 
because I know that those other soul age groups, they continue to learn about their self through the exchanges that are of a lower vibration because when you are in anger, you're in a lower vibration. When you're in equanimity and above, you're in the neutrality and above. And maintaining it isn't hard. Maintaining the enlightenment vibration is not hard for people who have an integrated brain and a restorative embodied self. People who are whole, they are their whole self. They will have returned home. They will know how to self-regulate their nervous system and to use their mouth. And obviously we all get emotional, but the difference is we don't get offensive. We don't start to use ancient texts on you. And we also don't get offended, by the way, that this is the other part. So on that note, back to, again, uh, the conversation when I see people talking or looking up about, you know, insecurity and cheating, I'm thinking, one, we have this great option. It's called polyamory, and it's something that people can embrace. Whether you love many or not, it's non-ethical or ethical non-monogamy versus non-ethical, which means at least you have the decency to be able to be open-ended and speak about things. But before you can get there, there is a way that you would want to understand yourself. And um, on that note, some people, they don't. They just understand themselves while they're in relationships versus make decisions of here's who I am, here's how I love, here's what I can tell you to expect, and yeah, it's not going to change. Okay, so on that note, I'll just use me as the example, as we always do, and the teenage story is the best one to bring into the mix because he did cheat on me. The other boyfriends, nope, they didn't. With the last of those traditional, because see, boyfriend sounds like I'm a child or a teenager. I know children don't have boyfriends, but then again, some do. You know, oh, my little boyfriend, girlfriend. I had a boyfriend at eight years old. <laughs> and that was a long-lasting relationship. And that's where I learned one of my first lovely lessons, for example. So when I look to my past, yeah, I had a boyfriend at eight <laughs> But of course, it wasn't really, you know, like when I was a teenager, I called a bunch of people boyfriends, but we dated for like three days, one week, one month. I remember, <laughs> I remember having notes, sending them back and forth and, oh, look, look, I lasted a whole month, you know. So that's where I know that there's different generations and different uh, times. I was from the 1990s, so 1990 is where I would say teenagers year began and then by 1995 I had my lovely first love so the boyfriend that I stayed with until I was 19 and then he broke it off so he's the one who's the cheater <laughs> although I shouldn't call him that but it's 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 what he he was <laughs> so it is what it is I can't spell it out differently I can share though that I didn't shame him or blame him or fault him or be in any way, shape or form. I'm not going to trust you. No. After the first time, I said, don't think that I'm not going to trust you. You didn't lose my trust. Otherwise, I wouldn't be back with you. <laughs> Makes no sense if I don't trust you for me to be with you. Uh, things happen. We talked about it. And then I remember the second year of the relationship, noticing that he made a choice to break up through the summer. And I was like, okay, he did that. So that he would have, oh, at least he's not cheating on me. He decided to break up so he could have fun because this is where my generation, again, in the summer, we all would go on camping vacation. So everybody's going to go have fun on vacation. And in fact, the third year, again, in the summer, we broke up. And that was funny. That's right. I forgot about that year. So I remember him choosing to break up and I 
knew that he broke up so that he could, you know, go and have fun. I had fun too. In fact, I met some guy that is coming to my mind right now, a couple of them too. And I think one of them, I don't know if they were a lie or not, but I had questions, but it never became anything serious. So it was a friendship that established in time, but uh, they were a person needed to travel. That was why I was not clear on if it was true that, we, that they were traveling or not. Long story short, though, this is why for a person, at least if you ask me, teenage years is about exploring, and my teenage group had a good time, and nobody was insulting anybody. Of course, there's no need to cheat, but we didn't go out and label each other in a way of, I don't know, the ancient text, <laughs> and assholes, in, if you will, so... The difference, though, was specific. I'm not a jealous person. I have compersion, and that was since I was a kid. And also, I would not be checking in, and nothing changed because no trust was lost. And that's because of us being able to talk about things. And so that is one of the aspects that a securely attached person is able to sit in a nervous system that they self-regulate because you were held in a way of learning self-regulation. And so easily you can handle the depths of the emotional spectrum because there's no emotional body disconnect. And that means also consciously choosing if you're going to keep on staying with an open heart, which I remember making the conscious choice about the age of 14 or 15 because of seeing people that were immature, liars, and things though that I considered normal as teenagers, and I see teenagers still do have that, but today, luckily, teenagers have better educators than I did, and I mean better because they're teaching them about the attachment categories not being fixed, the good ones, the neurobiology, so their own diagnoses not being fixed, that trauma is something you can work with, and that it's a journey. The good therapists don't have codependent issues where they're still actually making up for whatever trauma they have so make sure to interview your therapist if you're ever interested and emdr charged child parts ifs work and somatics that's the three you want them to have if you want any videos because it's really good advice this was given by a lady who did do trauma work and she is sharing her experience i'm trauma informed and somatic informed and have more certificates come in educational, so on attachment, lifespan attachment, interpersonal neurobiology, and also my recent course on disorganized attachment and uh, DID. This is with Mindsight Institute, Daniel Siegel. When you can learn about all of this, plus my basic trauma-informed course with uh, Dr. Wong on somatopia, the Awakened Embodied Certificate course is a really great one, and it's all-inclusive, but if you need to pick two types of courses, then I would say trauma basic informed and then the awakened embodied certificate. But I would do the trauma basic informed and actually somatopia with Dr. Albert. He has other two courses. I didn't get to take all of them. One is pending because I need to finish it, but he has three courses. And if I need to share which one I would say to do all of his, because you learn about being a human being. The Awakened Embodied Certificate is great as well, but, but somatics doesn't do a lot of psychoeducation. 
because they focus on having you gain a relationship with your nervous system, so with your body, and to self-regulate and to work through these sensations and the implicit memory. But if you don't understand how your brain works, which is where mindset comes in, and you don't understand how that, how do you say it, the... Um, Yes, how perspective works, you're missing out. So if I need to give you equations, because I know people have a limited budget, I'm going to say the basic trauma course of Dr. Albert Somatopia, because he shared everything that a person could work on if you have ears that hear. If you don't, then you won't learn anything. I have met people that did not learn anything, and in fact, they went into the hands and into groups that are all codependent type groups. So it's unfortunate to see people fall for stories when they're learning about trauma and they actually are not able to witness their own heartstrings be pulled, but that's because there's actually a way that they will say, well, I want people to share about being a mystic. Well, yes, but you don't want people who are going to take advantage of you for it, and it seems to me that you're not aware that you might be being taken advantage money-wise, and that's very sad to see, but, you know, again, people don't actually hear you because the adaptive child whose three-year-old heartstrings are not whole, they're getting pulled by the ancient, it's not necessarily an ancient silverback, it could be an ethical silverback that is basically able to say, here's all of the belief systems, here's the self, here's how I can empower you, and shiny, 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 they fit a mold, they fit the idealization because it's the adaptive child who still has an inner child. They're not willing to look to their depths and they need more support. So the reality is they are going to seek more middle ground ways. And as my somatics teacher, though, did say, he said, everybody knows their thing. So be at ease, people, be at ease. He kept on trying to get us to know everything's okay. And on that note, everything is okay, but it's just, there are better ways. So good, good trauma therapists are the better ways versus the ethical, the ethical groups are great. It's a bonus after you've worked through if there's childhood trauma and or attachment wounds. So on that note, and I was going, where with this? Oh, teenage cheating. Yes. And on and teenagers. So teenagers today have a lot better educators because they get to learn about the foundation of being a human being and see here's where our divinity is our humanity while some people are trying to continue to use those words in a way of no no it's without ai it's without technology it's without the sciences uh, some of us are like no no <laughs> our oneness our wholeness is our restored embodied self so feeling into pure consciousness is the minute that you can be returned home to you the human being you which means you have an integrated brain and this is daniel siegel as he talked about how when we're first born or first conceived there's a moment where there is no rupture and so when we're in the wheel of awareness which i learned from my interpersonal neurobiology course which is like when people meditate and they're in that Shiva place, right, where you're in silence completely and you feel at ease in all of the world, you're, you're in a standstill in time. So that's the moment of wholeness. And when you can then go out into the world and you have your charged parts, which like I do, they're all here, and you're able to allow yourself to be yourself, but you don't 
shame, blame. Again, you're not in a charge. You're not throwing shit at people when things happen. It's called secure attachment, restored and embodied self. And you're at ease. Doesn't mean you don't get passionate. Just means you don't get into a place of I'm right and you're wrong. So I've seen people actually be in that energy. It's it's a very rigid, chaotic energy and or one or the other. When the teenage boyfriend would do what he would do religiously, basically, uh, nothing changed about our level of trust. And what did move into, what was the word that I'm looking for? What moved into my awareness was that there was there were areas that were not expanding or growing because of the inability for him to tell me the truth and for his ability instead to consistently make that choice. And that is the area of he wasn't doing it to be mean in my book. He was doing it because we were kids. When you move into adult land, if you see a compulsive cheater, which is not what he was, but a person who's compulsively doing it, there's explanations from the good therapist. And it's all about ego. And it's about a shame cycle. And it's about a person who can make good use of a good therapist if they want to get out of that. Okay, so the part of insulting is where it's unnecessary. And the part of using any ancient text is also unnecessary part about talking is very good for people who want to have grown-up relationships. And while some, like I say, they don't agree with polyamory, you can still talk if somebody cheats. Because if you're grown-up, then you're going to know something's up. If it's compulsive, you involve and bring into the picture a good therapist and you get over the hump. And now I'm going to segue into what is a whole different plane, which is when you don't (laughs) have an issue with people because you're not jealous or possessive they're not your object and they're a person and you have this thing called compersion independently from if you are polyamorous if you love another person the love is I love you like I love myself if you're a securely attached person it means you know how to regulate your own nervous system your own emotions and how to Use your time to do personal development, to do all of those things that you like doing, okay? So when you have independent grown-ups and they're not in relationships because they need to feel validated, so that attachment system, when people are like, how dare you, I will never trust you again, they have a trust break. I mean, again, I got here... And I'm a mature person. So if something happens where a person lies or betrays, I'm not a teenager anymore. While as a teenager, I can have had a reaction that is charged. That's fair and square because I'm a teenager. I'm still learning how to not only uncharge, because our charged parts, they build up until that 14, 15, 16. But my brain also continues to develop until 25, 26. And then there's still integration that can happen. Okay, so I'm saying you choose to create more and more equanimity in yourself as you learn how to harness your ventral vagal state and you be the grown-up you. So it's beyond the higher self. My 5D mystics, that's why we don't lose anyone in our oversoul. It's why we don't have a saga with our twin flame or flames or our soulmates. We don't have a, we're going to cut people out of our lives. We don't have any of this shit because people are not objects. They're not our possessions. 
we're not jealous and when people don't understand it they don't need to understand it so whether you are polyamorous or not if you're a person who's in 5d with your oversoul you're not going to feel dependent on them you don't need to be seen and soothed you're not saying regulate my nervous system regulate my emotional stuff you're saying i want to share my emotional stuff and this is very different so hey i have an emotional stuff going on today and if you are heard and welcomed and cherished and given time you're going to feel that because you're going to want to share more about your emotional stuff and it's because the person is going to welcome it but not because they need to fix anything not because you're a duty because you are a person who can talk to them about your feelings okay and they won't make it out into a big deal they won't human explain it none of that stuff and that's when you're a person who's getting the opportunity to have an open grown-up relationship it doesn't matter if it's romantic or not because that's where relationships are not just about romance and actually in order for romance to even be there you need to be able to talk about those deep deep stories you're you're if you have a trauma story that if you have a any story and for you to know that it is safe and that means that you don't get teased you don't have people using what you share with them against you in moments where you get upset. So if they get upset, not that they use your same words against you, your same philosophy of life, because that's happened. I've, I've had things like that happen. <laughs> it's very clear because I was a teenager when it first started happening. So I know the mechanisms. I have one of my great, good, good friends that she did this. And the minute she did it is the minute that I registered it and then I recalibrated and then things moved into a new sweet spot and in fact we have a new sweet spot but the recalibration is something that is and was noticed and when presented I said no it's not this it's this 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 and this and that's it and we were done with the conversation so when a person's not a securely attached human being and they have low self-esteem what are they going to do when they're dysregulated because low self-esteem means that you don't know how to regulate your nervous system in this case i'm not talking about a person who doesn't have confidence i'm talking that if you're pissed in your pants or whatever is going wrong in your day if you use my story my feelings something that is mine in a way that is at you're throwing it at me it's called you are being a person who doesn't know how to take care and keep safe my emotional stuff. So you're not mean, but you are a three-year-old with a broken heart who easily will project when you are dysregulated, which means that you can't keep me safe. And you won't actually, because the minute that you will have used it and you will have thrown it at me in a situation like the one I'm thinking about, I'm not going to share it again, I know what you're trying to do. Because I know that it's not an adult that is leading the way, but that it's a dysregulated nervous system, and therefore that I have an individual who's in a dissociative state right now, and it's in an emotional dissociative state, who's playing out something that I have nothing to do with, and it has nothing to do with the devil or evil. 
No, no. It has everything to do with you don't have secure attachment in your body. You have a dysregulated nervous system and you are using what is called a mechanism of manipulation in the very moment. And it's called passive aggressive and more because the agenda on the table was I'm going to be vindictive, harsh, spiteful. Basically, I'm going to try and hurt your feelings. And the words were very specifically chosen. I'll never forget that day. I laughed so hard inside. I'm like, wow, do you not know me? Because see, when people do get to know a person, you, I've always wondered, how don't you know that I'm good with emotions? Did I not tell you how much I love emotions? Like, and then it's because of learning from the attachment researchers that I know these people are not themselves. They're a dissociative child. This is a charge part. There's another word for it. What is it called? Um... It's not dissociative. I, I forget the word right now, but an adaptive child will have an emotional reaction. And what is happening is they're playing out their own story with you, but they don't know they're doing it. And they're not present with you. And they're having a disconnect in that moment because their right mode of their brain is not being harnessed by the left mode. They're just using whatever it is that they did in the household. Long story short, that's why it's not even revenge. I mean, you have to be able to have on the other end a person who is actually thinking that it's personal. It's not personal when you are the person who has hurt in your body. And that's because we're all humans. And that's because actually I'm an educated person who learned about trauma and attachment informed that I share with my community. And here, 5D mystics, that's why there's a difference for us than there is for 4D. Because even without any of this attachment stuff, you know what I know about my loved ones? They all love me. And I love them. And that the whole devil story is a story. And that evil, when you look at the scale, it's all people. Now I know it thanks to this Michael Stone dude. It's all a scale of people who can use a good therapist. Even when I didn't know it, I'm like, evil doesn't exist. If evil existed, there would be a very different way in which it would go around. And it has nothing to do with people using emotions against each other but again i'm a securely attached person i'm a differentiated three-year-old self i'm not a i'm a grown-up but my three-year-old self stood up to my caregiver without a flinching of a flinch because i was held with equanimity so in my household i was held with i'll explain to you why no if you don't listen to me then i'll have to maybe spank you which i was getting spanked at that three-year-old story that you all hear every now and then and what i'm trying to say also though let you remember the temperament is important my driver and the driver is what will create temperament and then affect your category so mine is self-agency because the minute she was done spanking me whatever little spanking I went to make a suitcase instead of going to try to soothe her or hug her or get back into her good graces no no I'm like I'm leaving you now and so on that note when you're able to stand up but it's not in a way of let me be angry at you but it's in a way of i understand you made a choice i make a choice and then we can keep moving forward there's no oh my mom doesn't love me no my mom loves me she loves me to death i love her are we all different the children in the way we have a relationship yes it's called personality does nobody know that we have different ways that we trigger each other okay so again people who have secure attachment when we look at homes or partners, we don't say, oh, you're cheating, or your choice of someone else is because I'm defective. No, you're making a choice, it's a conscious choice, or it's your 
and if I want to keep on going with that one story, you're actually in the moment, not present with me. You're playing out your own trauma. You just don't know it because you're not getting good therapy. I don't need to make it worse because I don't need to take it personally because I'm not an insecure ego. I'm a secure ego. I'm a secure human being who knows that I choose to maintain an integral stance with my words and my presentation because I've chosen, but it's because I love you as well. We're in a relationship. So whatever nastiness, I'm not going to treat you in a way because you are being nasty. So here's why if somebody doesn't believe in love and they hide from love and they're playing some game, 5D mystic ain't playing no game. Functional adult ain't playing no game. And we're not whining about people if we find out that behind the scenes, who knows what's going on. We're not whining, meaning, oh, okay, big deal. I'm not living in the town of yesterday where I need my town folk to like me. <laughs> I don't need my town folk to see me as something. The whole part of what labels people use, if somebody says, oh, I think since she's polyamorous that she's a whore, go for it. Do you know how much I give a shit about what words come out of your mouth? <laughs> Zero, because you have no existential consequence. In fact, the only thing I care about are my countries and all the countries getting along. That's the only thing I personally care about is the environment and people being able to, yeah, of course I want people to be grown-ups, but you know, that's where we're, we're working on it. We're all working on it. But if you ask what's the importance to the brain of a person who sees a bigger picture, air is number one. On the Air is like number one, numero uno. <laughs> we need air and we need it to not get too hot. Apparently, if it gets too hot, our bodies are going to die or too cold. You know, So we have very specific knowingness of what we need to work on. I'm not an engineer. I'm not an environmentalist. I'm not genius like that. I do personal development. So I, I pitch in where I can pitch in. Hey, be yourself. Let your three-year-old not be uh, dragged in by those authoritarians who are playing you like a fool because you don't know that you can be a fool if you don't get to know yourself. So see right here, bigger fish in the sea. Yeah, bigger fish to handle, which is let's get these people to stop getting into situations with people who don't know what the fuck they're doing or who are ancient silverbacks. Please, let's get rid of the ancient, not rid of them, just from seats. We, we want smart people. We want, we want those who are responsive, not reactive. We don't need a person who doesn't know how to use their brain. We don't need somebody who doesn't know how to handle their grown-up anger, and that means be a three-year-old, not a, not a, a door. And I was thinking of an armoire, because when I see those big people, I don't see a human being. I don't see protection. I see an ignorant human being who I don't want. I don't want anyone who is close-minded to what is new, because you are not protecting the future. You want to protect the past, and the past was yesterday, and I know that the sun tomorrow eventually will go out. And so while you may not give a shit about when the sun goes out, because some of us see long-term and we're not selfish, meaning we think of wanting humanity. So again, your divinity, it's your humanity. It ain't some story. It's, I know that people exist in the world and that one day the sun will go out and I want the globe to be healthy. I want the water. I want what we need to live to be healthy. <laughs> and then obviously, again, personal, this is what I work with and try to support, but it's because of what I can offer. And it, in fact, it doesn't feel that big if I have to share when I think of the big picture. I want, I want the flat earthers who are geniuses not to be trying to prove the earth is flat. 
The saddest thing is seeing genius brains using their brains for something like that. So if you ask a person who sees the bigger picture what they care about, which is why I'm happy we have said guru and I'm happy that the yoga is trending because <laughs> I know he's working on every person's brain because their prefrontal cortex, corpus callosum, hippocampus, and their connectome is all getting worked as they do yoga and meditate. So thank goodness, because that's going to open up the window to a lot more people who can see within their own wholeness and return home to their restorative embodied self. And in the meantime, again, let's be open-minded, be compassionate, be kind and loving, and let's talk about things versus go using ancient texts. You can go polyamory. You don't need to be talking about the whole, you know, they cheated. Or you can say, hey, hon, I'm not okay with open relationships. Can we do something about it? We'll be back with more. Have a great day.